All right. Well, welcome to Two Girls, a Guy, and a TARDIS. This is our 23rd-ish episode. <laughs> uh, basically, this is this is we're going to talk about the 50th celebration anniversary episode, everything we've seen um, about it, prequels, whatever. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, listen to this after you do because <laughs> we are going to talk about parts and you're going to find out about parts. So if you didn't see it, sorry, but there's your warning. We love you anyway as viewers, as, as listeners. Uh, I'm John. I'm Nicole. And that's Hi. Sanchez on Skype. <laughs> Joanna. <laughs> uh, so, as we all know, 50th anniversary was this weekend. I had some doctor-themed food. I made a hand of the doctor out of uh, Italian bread dough from Pillsbury and some uh, some cheesy dogs. And it looked like a giant, huge hand. <laughs> There's we I put the pictures on our Facebook page. Uh, we had we didn't have chicken wings. We had weeping angel wings. <laughs> My wife made fish fingers and custard to some extent. Joanna made some lovely cupcakes with blue frosting. Made the frosting herself too. And we watched it at uh, my place along with my friend Paul and my wife. Nicole got to see it at the theater in 3D. Yep. So we're going to have a nice discussion about where it was better and how it was, you know, where everybody liked it and whatnot. So, uh, first off, did everybody like it? Yes. Yes. I agree. I was worried they were going to botch stuff. I was worried about how they were going to bring Rose back. <laughs> and I did not have to worry about any of that at the end of it. I mm-hmm. was very, very happy with it. Yeah. How, like how, go ahead. How, what they did with Rose. Yeah, I think that was great. Mm-hmm. I think it was the best way to do it. I didn't. I would never have even thought of that, to be honest. Well, it was nice not to have to deal with like, where are they getting Rose from? Is she How from is the she parallel the... universe, or is yeah. she being? Is it before the time stream? Is it yeah. before she meets the Doctor? Is it? Yeah. And we'll get into that a little more later on, but uh, how was it at the theater? How did the 3D work? Because I will say I was impressed watching it that it was not made necessarily for 3d where things are flying at the screen and Mm -hmm. i mean there's a few parts where okay yeah but generally it wasn't made that way which was nice yes well in Mm -hmm. the theater we got the theater etiquette etiquette speech from strax (laughs) okay there was like before the episode they had strax tell you you know about do not use your mobile communication devices during the theater. And he had, there was like someone like tied down behind him. And he's like, this person tried to (laughs) send a message to someone named sweaty five or something. And he goes, sweetie. They're like, and he's like, and he now is being punished. And then they had someone else who was like trying to record supposedly being punished. And then, yeah, it was really, but I was like, I wish they would do that all the time in the theater now. Just have Strax tell you to turn off your mobile phones. and. But but the theater I was in, we actually didn't get the 3D right away. Oh, really? Like, they didn't... I, I don't know how it works exactly, but whatever they're supposed to flip on to make it go to 3D, they forgot. <laughs> Ooh. So it started. There's 500 ang- angry geeks. It started, and everyone you could tell, like everyone is like, because the first I'm like, is it just me or is it kind of blurry? And then I look, and everyone is pretty much like turning to the people next to them and going like, is it blurry? What's good? And then and then like, 
only like two minutes in maybe finally oh, they, okay, they flipped it in but it was like because i saw someone go and i'm like okay someone went to go tell them we need our 3d but i guess other theaters got it right away now it's in real it's in real 3d or whatever does do you still wear glasses for that mm-hmm. okay they're like nice kind of like electronic ones aren't they they're not the paper ones no they're like they look more like you know plastic Okay. Sun, they almost look like sunglasses. Okay, cause somebody was trying to convince me that when you go to the theater, they give you, like, the glasses you'd have for your home TV, which would be, like, Bluetooth-enabled or something. I'm like, why would they trust people at a theater with, no. like, $100 pairs of glasses? Yeah, they're, they're just, like, plastic okay. sunglass kind of... So I they're mean, they, more they comfortable look like than sunglasses. paper. Yeah. But, yeah, we had them on, and I was like, okay, this is... At the beginning, though, I was like, it's blurry. That's why, like, when you were talking about, like, the writing, I'm like... When that was going oh, on... Oh, you couldn't read it. Okay. No. It was... You could tell what was supposed to be 3D by what was, like, the blurriest, yeah. clearest, <laughs> and... But, like, right when um, Clara entered the TARDIS... Yeah. They they pretty much, like, a moment after that, flipped to the 3D. So we had it, thankfully. Because I was like, there's not something wrong with the broadcast, is there? <laughs> like, that would suck. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be, like, a riot if there is, because... Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Guinness Book of World Records awarded them... Largest simulcast of a TV series or TV show episode or whatever ever. I think it was 94 countries, 1,500 theaters, and just millions of, you know, TVs, obviously. Although, the UK, I think they said it was the um, the second highest thing on TV that night. The only thing that beat, I think it was 11.7 million, I believe. Or 11, it was like around 11, and... The only thing that beat it was Strictly Come Dancing by, like, 500,000 viewers or something. It wasn't even by, like, a lot. So, that's impressive numbers. Mm-hmm. And we were all part of it. Yep. That was cool. Did you, you know, how many nods to the classic series did everybody pick up on? Like, the Coal Hill School was the yeah. fir- original school. I, and I believe the, she was I in the... I Am Foreman. Yeah, I Am Foreman. That. I the believe- Charter Slay. The which one? The, the Policeman. Walking slowly. Oh, the totters laying in the pool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That was in the first episode, I want to say. And uh, also the opening mm-hmm. was the classic opening. A lot of, if you look, a lot of the dates that were written down or times were the time it aired or the date it aired. Yeah, when he was scratching it into yeah, the wall, yeah. the coordinate or the code. I want to say that was Ian's classroom again. Or maybe I mean, supposed to be. His, it was his school. So I'm, I'm assuming it was supposed to be that classroom. Cool. Hill School. So I would I would assume it was supposed to be that classroom. Well, you yes. had the Tom Baker scarf. Yeah, you know, um, was that Joanna Page? No, it? uh, it's a scientist. Yeah. No, I know, but what was the actress that played her? Right. Okay. No, that's what yeah, I thought. We're good. All right, we're good. Anyways, uh, I thought that's who that was. But uh, so we had the title sequence. The Coal Hill School, and if you look on the Coal Hill School, it actually says, "Yeah, I Chesterton, uh, I Chesterton is the, the headmaster or something like that." Yeah. So it says, "Chairman of Governors is Ian Chesterton," and then it, under that it reads W. Coburn, which they which people have speculated is in homage to Anthony Coburn, who helped get Doctor Who back on the air, or got, who helped get develop Doctor Who in the fifties before it, you know, came out. Uh the Rowlands were back. And they were in the end, too. Yes, they the were painting. in the end. They were on the they wall. Were in the end, in the, in the like, under gallery. They were again. In the under gallery. Uh, how many people do you think are going to go to the 
that museum now. The Na- was that the National Museum? The National, Port- National Portrait Gallery. Museum? Gallery. Gallery? And go, can we see the under gallery like in Doctor Who? <laughs> But Paul said he thinks they'll put a sign up saying there is no under gallery. <laughs> I agree. So yeah, you had the uh, the little round things, the roundlets, and what was great was Matt Smith and David Tennant were like, "Hey, the round the roundlets, I love the roundlets." <laughs> so that was cool. Um, yes, they had. Well, I mean, the whole episode had the whole idea of the Zygons being back, who hadn't which, been there since Tom Baker. They did a great job with the morphing effect of the Zygons mm-hmm. this time. My only problem is. They didn't really use them a lot. And really, the Daleks were, were in it even less, I want to say, almost. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of the same scene with the Daleks that they kept showing. Yeah. It wasn't really, you know, anything major. Uh, the episode obviously dealt with the Time War. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a very good way to bring back Rose the way they did. Yeah. I mean, she was brought back as the interface for the ultimate weapon that Gallifrey had. That the Doctor mm-hmm. was going to use to destroy the planet. Which really kind of brings all the storylines full circle to the beginning when she looked into that time stream and was able to see past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a nice way to do it. We didn't have to, well, the parallel universe is walls cracked, so she slipped through like in Torchwood, like the Rift. And No. Nothing com- nothing overcomplicated. Just this image came from some came from your mind, and this is who I am. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Which I thought worked. Yeah, yeah. I was. That was the one thing that was really worrying me. I was like, "How are they going to work Rose into this?" Yeah. Uh, John Hurt was really damn good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I I almost wish we could have a series with him now. Yeah. I would love to see because you know you see the you see him at the end of the of the finale, and you barely see him in the in the McGann prequel where they have McGann mm-hmm. tra- or regenerated. Just into a him. reflection of his younger self. Yeah, but. You know, you, you don't expect him to be as lively and as how he was, and I, I thought he played it brilliantly. I loved it. I love the banter between the three of them when they finally meet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we find out why the Queen is pissed at David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Or Dr. Ten, however you want to say it. I just love the way they kind of called out all the, like, things that fans might have criticized about the Doctors. They point them out, like... The timey-wimey. Yeah. That was my favorite timey one. timey-wimey. Who does He says the pointing of the yeah. sonic screwdrivers with the... Oh, that was... That was what are you that, going to do? Assemble a cabinet around them? I was like, yes, they do. Constantly point them like they're a weapon. He's like, oh, put them down. Yeah, my, my one of my favorite lines is when he says, it's timey-wimey. And David Tennant goes, I don't know where he gets yeah. that stuff. <laughs> and John Hurt's just kind of Oh, and like, the, is there a lot of off. kissing? Yeah, is there is a there lot, a lot of, of this in our future? Well... <laughs> Yeah, there's... And I think that's how it should have been. I will say this is the first time you had a, an anniversary special that was part of the timeline properly. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually they're just like one-off story, like the Five Doctors, you know. I like I enjoy it. It's still one of my favorites, but, you know, it's not like... It, it doesn't... It, there's no setup for it prior mm-hmm. to, you know. And Moffat just looked at all the loose ends from the last eight years... Because quite honestly, I mean, there's still people. I've read comments where people, oh, it was only an eight-year special. Gets, you know what? If you are so still hung up on the fact that 99, it's been almost 20 years. You, 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 it's not coming back that way. I mean, I, I, lo- I, I the classic series has a special place in my heart. My favorite doctors are Peter Davison and Sylvester McCoy and John Pertwee. They're all from the classic series. 
But you know something? I love the series the way it is. I look at the series and I say, you know, it's it's Doctor Who and it's going to be different. It's 20 years later almost. If you're so hell-bent on not liking every episode written and everything that's done by Moffat and whoever else, don't watch. Don't let the door of fandom hit your ass on the way out because, quite honestly, I'm tired of reading the comments because you're just trolls. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I didn't like that they didn't... Whatever. What are you going to do? You're, you're talking about a show that for the first six years, you didn't even know what the guy was. They they created the entire like canon of the Time Lords and all that for John Pertwee's era. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he... The, Regeneration was thought of because they, the show had good ratings and wanted to keep it on the air, and Hartnell couldn't do it anymore. I mean, so before you get all huffy-puffy about, well, in the original series, first off, keep in mind he's visited Venice like six times, and yet so, seemingly never has been there. He has, We've seen Mount Vesuvius erupt three different yeah. times in three different ways. Atlantis. Too. We've seen Atlantis a few times. So, you know, just get over it. Enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy the ride, and be glad it's still here, and that there is, and that there is some good science fiction still on. I'm just tired of hearing people saying things negative. But luckily, everyone I know has always said something good and positive about about it. Most of them. And I'm not gonna lie. I mean, there's times I go, you know, there's things we've complained about, plot holes and such. But that's the nature of the fact that it's one episode per week. Generally, most people seem to enjoy it. Um, I saw a lot of ba- I saw a lot of people complaining about this episode. Well, I thought they should have had the original guys in, and that's my point. It's like, again, my favorite doctors. I named them off. Two of them are still alive. Mm-hmm. They could not. You could not have them be the. Do- you could try it. We've gone over this before, but there'd be a lot of makeup involved. You'd have to. St- it still wouldn't look quite right. And according to the five-ish doctors written and directed by Peter Davison, <laughs> they may have been in it anyway. <laughs> we'll never and probably know. I'm going to ask him that Saturday when I see him. <laughs> yeah, I... Well, I mean, I still... Yeah, it would have been nice if they could have worked in them somehow to see them. But once Tom Baker walked on, I was like, okay, I'm good. And what's wrong with just doing it and paying homage to it? Mm-hmm. People, oh, Paul McGann didn't get a regeneration. Fine, here's Paul McGann's regeneration. And then there were people who took exception with the counting being off because, well, you can't just insert a doc. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yes, you can because they inserted the freaking Valyard into the episode. Mm-hmm. He's a halfway doc. What's a half? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tom Baker was pretty slick to see. And that started a whole other controversy that I've been reading. Listen, people, he was there just for us. He was there for the fans. That was the link between the new and the old. He's not really the doctor in the future. He's not really Matt Smith. Even though they had the little banter, I'm pretty sure you're not going to see Matt Smith at any point regenerate into Tom Baker. I'm sure they won't pick that up. But they threw in that little bit like, you know, revisiting an old favorite face. But it it was done for a certain... So... it It was done... To acknowledge things to the fans is what I look at it as. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that really made any sense, but I didn't care. No, because <laughs> was it was Tom like, Baker I again. Care. At first I thought it was going to be Capaldi or something weird, and they were going to do like the, wa- the, the Watcher that turned into <laughs> Peter Davison. Like, at first I thought there was going to be some weird regeneration, because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, an older guy. I'm like, 
And actually, notice, I don't remember hearing much about Tom Baker speaking out if he was in or out of this. He, there was he a, did he, he, he said a long time ago, he, didn't, he, he wasn't as vocal and outspoken as Davison, well, not even Davison, but like as McCoy and Colin Baker. And, you know, there was a core group that were always constantly being asked. It was McCoy, Davison, and, and Colin Baker and McGann. Are you in it? Are you in it? Tom Baker had been asked a couple times early on, and he said no. And then people kind of forgot that. Well, they did right before special aired because I saw they that they said that he had like he was basically just messing with people interviewing him because he'd sure. like alternate and sometimes he'd say no, but then when it got close to the special, at one point he said yes, I am. He said I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I am in it. But the kind of person Tom Baker is, you're used to not believing him. So yeah, I don't. Even when I heard that, it was like, is he really going to be in it, or is he... <laughs> like, is he lying? Is he... whatever. And I heard he gave an interview, like, right after the special aired, and said he wasn't involved. Like, <laughs> just... Well, that's Tom Baker. Yeah. I mean, and Paul McGann didn't lie. Paul McGann was not in the special. Mm-hmm. He was in the prequel. Uh... Also, when they get into the TARDIS, speaking of the Rowlets, you had the classic line when they're looking around, and David Tennant goes, oh, you remodeled. I don't like it. Harkening back to the second Doctor, talking about the the unit headquarters. And then I believe he was talking about Pertwee's TARDIS, too, wasn't he? At one point he said that? Or was it in the future? Or was it in the fifth Doctors he said it? He says it it twice, I believe. Well, they also quoted reversing the polarity. Which I thought was great. What I thought was great about that is he goes, let's re- reverse the polarity. And then Tennant's like, no, no, reverse the polarity. No, there's two of us, and we're both do- we're doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm reversing it. You're reversing it. That- <laughs> and they quoted Hartnell when uh, uh, John Hurt's doctor regenerated with his body wearing a bit thin. Yeah, there was part of that line that he, yeah, because I think Hartnell's full line was a little different, but that yeah, part's but the same. Yeah, but they took the yeah. body where, because he regenerated for no reason. He wasn't attacked. It was nice to hear it. I, I just, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I hate saying this, and fandom don't kill me. Watching the special made me realize how much I really did like David Tennant. There was something about David Tennant's doctor to me that, but I, well, enjoyed, I, liked, I enjoyed the Matt Smith run. I mean, don't get me wrong, but. I liked that he was back and it kind of helped redeem him a little bit for me because I was getting so sick of his doctor by the end being whiny and mopey and yeah and then, you can you can blame RTD for that yeah I but mean, then in this finally I was like okay this is more like how he should have gone out I don't want to I don't want to go he says he that always, all says, he always that. says that because uh, yeah. I hated that as we know uh my wife had never seen those she she was like, you don't let me watch them. I'm like, they're on Netflix and Amazon. You know how to use the thing. Just watch whatever you want. I don't care. I watched them once. I'm not going to watch it again. Well, it was on afterwards. We kept it on. <sighs> that episode, it gets worse with age. Like, John Sims is a great actor, and he totally overplays it. Like, uh, the way the Time Lords come back in that episode is just horrible. It's not a good go- goodbye to David Tennant. But then I thought not having watched it in a while, I went... Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how this... Because in that, the Time Lords, the war had made them unredeemable. They weren't fit to survive. They didn't deserve it. And then all of a sudden now it's, oh, we saved them all. But Rassilon wasn't in this. 
No. Yet somehow he was in the other one. Yeah. And they didn't. They I didn't, kept waiting don't, don't for Timothy Dalton to pop up. I'm like, is he? In? Don't forget though. In in the other one, it was. In this one, we didn't see the High Council. We saw the general, and mm-hmm. you know, in that one, those were the High Council yeah. members too. So, you know, perhaps they were the ones that were more. It sounds like we might find out. Yeah, I'm. I'm that was one part about the Tom Baker Matt Smith interchange I thought was brilliant. Is he's like, so it's out there. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Which I think is setting up a great storyline for Capaldi to be an intergalactic archaeologist, <laughs> you know. And I, I, I loved people are people people probably didn't like it, but I loved when they were flying in to save Gallifrey and. He goes, all 12 of them? He goes, no, sir, 13. Mm. And you saw the flash of Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I thought that was great. Oh, the theater cheered. Oh, the look. <laughs> the look you know, I, I, think, I think to a point, a lot of fans, even though they really like Matt Smith, his antics have worn a little thin. Like, he's so, at times, clownish. And I think to a point, so like the timey-wimey kind of thing, I think some of it's kind of wearing out a little. <laughs> and I think people are ready for a change. I mean, he's, he's been in, what, four years? He's had he's had a typical a typical run. I think usually after three or four years, it, you start getting to the point where with most doctors, it's like uh, okay, like I mean there have been doctors that should have been longer. Like I think Davison could have went another couple of years because he had just finally like found his footing. Mm-hmm. I think Pert we probably had another year or two left in him that would have been all right. Uh, Tom Baker should have cut it short by about a year. <laughs> that last year wasn't great. McCoy could have McCoy could have had another two or three years and easily because he was getting better. I mean the show was getting better. Mm-hmm. McGann could have had another episode or two. <laughs> yeah, McGann could have more than his. McGann's got like forty big finish episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, Eccleston could have had another year, you know, maybe mm-hmm. two. So I, I think Matt Smith is right at the spot. I, I, I hate saying this. I hope his regeneration is earlier in the Christmas special than later, because now it's after this little flash of Capaldi. And after a few other things, it's like now I just I want to see I want to see him face the but silence. But I think Stephen Moffat announced that they're gonna start filming in January, January, but then they're not gonna air till the fall, so we're not actually gonna see Capaldi really. That's why it's like, can we have him like maybe have over. half the episode? Can we not have the regeneration at the end? So we're probably still not really going to see his doctor until see, I think, almost a year from now. I, I think you will. I think he'll have the bulk of the Christmas episode because Matt Smith did the 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 fiftieth. But I, I think. But I want to know how they're going to get back to Transalore. Because that's the one thing that did kind of irk me is one minute they're on Transalore, there's John Hurt, he turns around, next minute well, she's teaching in a school. I'm they like, were wait, in the what? Doctor's time stream. They never. We never in saw Transalor. them get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we never even saw them exit the Doctor's time stream. They were just well, there. Well, when, and now when it's they like, saw John Hurt, were they still in the time stream? Because yeah. that was up for debate, too. People were like, wait, is that Trenzalore? Are they in the time stream? I think because they were still Trenzalore in the time Because is a, a burning planet just like Gallifrey was. So it's like, well. My question is, will we see all that for the Christmas special? See Trenzalore and then... Everything else that comes with it. Well, yeah, according to what the, the after thing said, it sounded like it. It sounded like the, you're going to see the silence and it's going to be a Trenzalore. I mean, that's what it kind of sounded and like. Maybe Moffat will finally explain why the TARDIS was exploding. Exploding. Oh, because of the... Eh, we'll gloss over that. You know what? We're going to forgive Moffat because he wrote a very good 50th anniversary episode. I just want him to explain that. Tie up that... It was great. He went back, picked up the thread from... The Russell T. Davis. 
he picked he tied up a good amount of loose ends i'll give him that i mean he he found a way to bring back gallifrey that didn't negate everything that had happened before no because it still looks like he got destroyed Mm -hmm. and i I like that i like the way they did that and nothing and then eccleston still would be guilt-ridden because he thinks he he destroyed it and Yep. I, I was like, okay, that's great. We didn't negate anything that happened. It, it wasn't it the wasn't Russell like the, it, T. It, it Davis like reset the, button. It wasn't like the new Star Trek. It wasn't like the Star Trek movie from 2009 where it's like, oh, 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 oh the time the, the time stream changed. Now everything's different. No, your your stuff still exists in another dimension, but you're never going to see it again. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I still don't like when they say, oh, the desktop's glitching. I hate that. Oh. But it was neat how they walk in and it's Tenant's TARDIS and then it flips to Smith's. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you've redecorated. I don't like it. Oh, you know what I didn't realize? And I just read this today. Somebody wrote about Easter eggs in the episode. If you watch the episode that has Matt Smith and he's on, spa- is it Spaceship London? Spaceship UK. Spaceship yeah. UK. If you watch that episode, the Queen's in there, right? Mm-hmm. There's a line where she says, and so much for the Virgin Queen, you bad, bad boy. That is now explained, mm-hmm. and it, I love how he marries the queen, and then I love mm-hmm. how he thinks the queen is the Zygon and insults her massively. <laughs> and he thinks the bunny's the Zygon. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> he, he starts giving consider his credentials. this just a word of warning, <laughs> just just general advice. <laughs> I am the oncoming storm, and you are pretty much just a rabbit. Oh, he could never <sighs> tell. I love that. He he couldn't tell. He could never tell if the queen was a Zygon. Even in that first on the picnic, <laughs> the real queen of England wouldn't agree to marry me and wouldn't do. And it's like, and then the oh, horse changes. The horse. He's like, this thing doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was pretty good. Uh, I I love them trying to get out of the prison cell, and Rose is saying <laughs> it's the same software, it's the same screwdriver, right? So if you started it, and he goes, I get it now, and. They solve it, and then Clara. we flash forward, yeah. and Clara's sitting there surrounded by Zygons, who apparently seemingly forgot she was there by the time the manipulator, the Vortex mm-hmm. manipulator, and they're going, ha, we can now travel through time. Everything is ours. And she goes, and they're like, wait, what are you doing? And she's like, well, we just put the code in, right? <laughs> and she just <laughs> disappears and then opens the door, which we find is unlocked. <laughs> well, it should have been locked. Like... We didn't think to check it. It should have been locked. There's no reason it shouldn't have been locked. Exactly. Uh, they found out that the doctor's phone number is the same <laughs> as it was in Stolen Earth and all the other episodes. Because if you zoom in on the phone that the guy's holding, you can see the phone number come up. Must be one hell of a long distance, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> same last words. We talked about that. Yeah, I was mentioning this off... off uh, offline, I guess we could say, that on the whiteboard, Claire was writing no more time on it. Which, I, I mean, I guess you can interpret as maybe it was starting to be no more time more. No mm-hmm. more something, you know? Uh, Goddamn, Fez was back. Yes. I loved when Clara said, are you ever going to be able to walk past a Fez and not put it on? Like, you know, you can yeah. do that. And he's like, Nope. I'm also surprised that uh, he's still wearing uh, the Amy's glasses because number one, I just don't think they look good on him. <laughs> I don't think they looked good on her. Number two, what are the odds of the Time Lord after nine thousand nine hundred years or whatever it's been since that keeps changing too? 
has the same prescription as a woman in her mid-twenties, early thirties. Gave him something in common with mm. the tenth doctor. Did you guys notice all the stuff in the uh, archive room? The black yeah, uh, with vault? all the pictures of the old companions. Oh, not not even that. You had you had that. That board actually had all pictures of the old doctors too. You had and the big picture of the brigadier. Yep. Yeah. You had the River Song's red shoes. The high heels were hers. You had Amy's pinwheel. You had the clamps from Torchwood that they used in Doomsday. <laughs> you mentioned the board with a bunch of the companions. I think Susan was on there. And they were all. They I were. Think, I think on everybody. There. I, think, yeah. I think if you were able to freeze frame that, yeah, you'd, you'd see, see just about everybody. Which I think is uh, Captain Jack's mentioned. Too bad he's not in it. But yeah. where were you going to put him? His vortex manipulator played an important role. And again, where can you? I guess how would you have really fit Eccleston into it too? I mean, I guess. They they they, were, they said that they talked to him and he talked to him and they came to the oh I thought for a moment there when John Hurt started regenerating I'm like did Eccleston actually like film like, like just a few seconds to see I finish? thought he w- I thought he would have at least done that yeah and because then, he's like, and well, then they no just hard cut feelings. away it's a different group of people you know if there's somewhere you can fit me in you know like they said there was just no good way to fit him in what him not even filming that little regeneration scene kind of tells me that maybe that story's not exactly true. Maybe he is still a pompous ass, like I've been saying all these years. He was too busy being apparently, apparently he unrecognizable he's a in Thor too. Yeah, unrecognizable in Thor too. And speaking uh, learn- a made-up language. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this could be anybody. This does not have to be Eccleston. Well, he played Destro in GI Joe. Yeah, swing. <laughs> And I'm sure our, our UK listeners, I'm sure somebody's going to be like, you know, here in the UK, no, no, I've looked up what he's done in the UK. He, no, he's not. He's no Sean Connery. Like how he says he is. Uh, I do think though, when they were when they were regenerating John Hurt, I think they probably had an image of Eccleston underneath before he went to Tenant. Well, I because think there's part he starts looking a little younger and then it shifts. To yeah, get a little Eccleston-y, and then I loved when he said too though I before he regenerated something about like I hope the ears are less prominent or something in the next one. No, they tied it all. They they tied it all together very well. Uh, they didn't show much of the War Doctors. TARDIS, but what we did see, it had roundlets, mm-hmm. which I liked. It was similar to what Eccleston and Tennant had in design. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was such, to me, it was such a well. I don't think the Zygons were used enough. I don't think the Daleks were used enough, but I can get past all that. Yes. I think it was much more of a, it wasn't meant to be an action episode, you know? Uh,. Mm-hmm. The part with the two Kate Stewarts and everything was pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. I I do love when they decide to save Gallifrey instead of destroy it. When he says, "Oh, thank you, Bad Wolf Girl," and Tenant's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, Bad Wolf, what? Because he knew exactly who it was. Which, I mean, I think I think that was, again, I think that was a great way to tie her in. I don't think you could have did it any other way to make it any better. Mm-hmm. And it was a way where she wasn't obnoxious. Her character wasn't whiny and like hitting on the doctor the whole time. We're like, eh. no, it was. There was you know. no flirting. No, she was actually quite funny in this. Yeah, she was really good in this. I, I, I liked, I liked it. I liked the parts where she was like, "No more, no more, no more." Like yeah. that whole bit with her. That was my favorite part with her. So. No, there was a lot of good in this episode. It, 
Yeah, the, I really, though, yeah, I, I would have, I did wish, even though I knew, it's not like I was expecting, and I was like, if Stephen Moffat doesn't have all the classic doctors in there, I'm up, I would just kept going, I hope he found some way to, and then when Tom Baker came in, I'm like, okay. This well, is, you this know, is if, he was gonna, if he was going to pick a doctor, a classic one, it was mm-hmm. going to be Tom Baker, because that's the most popular one. And we've gone through this before. He's not your favorite. He's not my favorite. Uh, he's good. Did a great job. A lot of excellent episodes. Just mm-hmm. not my favorite. But because he was the longest running one, he was kind of the icon. He was kind of the the logo and Dr. he's the Who. oldest living doctor. And he's the so oldest living doctor. It kind of made sense If they had dyed his hair and he had lost a little weight somehow, he probably could have still... Because if you really look at him, he's not that bad looking because of his age. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not, you know... But if he dyed he's his hair, it would have looked like, you know, a lot younger. pretty much instantly recognizable. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, if you... I mean, you could have... Especially because he has the scarf, the hat, the curls around his... I, I, I mean, did like at the end when they walk out and they're all standing there. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought maybe that was really them from behind. Because if you look at Colin yeah. Baker, the hair is really, really light. Where in the in the show, he was blonde. But it looks really kind of gray. So I almost wonder if they did have them stand there. They have... And then did, the front was different. Did you see the... Or was that... That was probably just in the theater. They had a little making of after it. No, it's... And not. you saw that scene. And you saw they were just people dressed as the doctors. And they had, like, the little green points on their face for, for the them CGI. to digitally oh, put wow. in. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. The faces afterwards. But they were just people dressed yeah. with the hair. Well, and it could have just been them dressed as themselves. I mean, Jesus. Well, some of them are a little chunkier now, but still. They did show that, clearly, in the... <laughs> just... Just to prove it. Which was narrated by Colin Baker, the making of special afterwards. Now, the prequels. I liked the McGann one. I didn't watch any other ones. They're like, oh, this this one shows what the war with the Daleks was like as a first-person shooter. Yeah, I played Halo. I don't need to see that, it. That one didn't really add I don't lot, see how no. it's going to add anything. Oh, I'm, hey, I'm sorry, but when you're a race that can control t- space and time, and you're as powerful as, t- as the Time Lords and so technologically advanced, and you're fighting a foe that's... The ultimate foe in the universe and indestructible, except except for the ice dog. <laughs> you shouldn't really be getting your butts kicked that bad, because I mean, Earth has repelled them a few times. Even without the mm-hmm. doctor's help, there was, Earth didn't like fall quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would like to find out maybe there was some sabotage involved. Maybe they hit people on the inside. You know, who, in the book series, that's kind of how things work. You know, mm-hmm. so you never really know. Uh, I thought the way they had Gallifrey looked cool. I mean, yeah. But when he's going, when he's walking through the desert to his his hut, it reminded me of Star Wars on Tatooine <laughs> with um, Obi Wan. Yeah. It was very Star Wars esque. Yeah. It that was whole kinda... segment, and it was cool. And he had the right outfit for like an apocalyptic battle kind of mm-hmm. thing. He looked good. I mean, they had it right. It just it was very Star Wars esque. I thought, and I I'm a Star Wars fan too, so it doesn't bother me. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little Star Warsy. Is that two moons? No, <laughs> two suns. But uh, but but we thought that me and, me and Paul were both like that's very tattooed. It's very Star Wars esque there, mm-hmm. and it, it worked. I mean, it was fine. But uh, let's see. But yeah, that to me that oh the the other thing about the making of special that was really funny, they had McGann like they had everybody then. Like, wish Doctor Who a happy 50th. Sure. So, you know, they had David Tennant, Matt Smith, John Hurt, but then they had Tom I, Baker, I Colin Baker. I think I have Baker. a copy of this. I just haven't watched but it yet. But the funniest thing is Paul McGann wishes 
happy 50th. And I was looking like, couldn't they have done that before? He is obviously filming the minisode. So his face, he's got like blood and like bruises on <laughs> his face. And I'm like, why couldn't they have had him wish Doctor Who a happy 50th before they put the makeup you know to make bugs, him? You know what bugs me about the minisode? How did he die? How was he supposedly dead? The TARDIS, he was on the spaceship and the spaceship crashed. Right, what he happened? He couldn't what? get into his TARDIS because he wasn't going to leave without Cass. Okay. Cass's body after the crash was there and not burned to a crisp or anything. And he's a Time Lord. When their bodies go through severe trauma, as long as they're not cut into pieces, they regenerate. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't he have just regenerated? Well, I wondered if maybe the point was supposed to be that he would regenerate maybe soon. But or was it that they, they, or was it that they to, wanted him to regenerate? They wanted him to choose his form, and they kept saying, you only have, like, five minutes, so... Well, I thought they wanted him to choose his fate, really. Like, I think, I think they held it over him. That they, I think it was that they could have killed him because they wanted him. They blackmailed him to fight in a war. It's basically what they did, is what I think. Because... You know, it's a relatively new thing where if you kill a Time Lord quick enough, they can't regenerate. That, 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 that was never like that. I mean, you knew they weren't indestructible, but not I, to like how it's shown nowadays. Yeah, I just thought that was their idea. But I thought like, it was funny how he was more banged up than she choose. was. Well, yeah, they did. And I thought, and it, was more, the, I thought it was funny how she, he was more banged <laughs> up than her dead body, which I didn't under, quite understand that. No. But, but yeah, I thought the idea was that he could, like, choose, and maybe that was, like, like he maybe would regenerate anyway, but they had, like, managed to hold it off so that he could oh, make that, this see, now choice. That, that could be. That would make sense. Because they wanted him to choose to fight yeah. in the Time War. Yeah, that would make sense. And that was a nice little reference back to the Brain of Morbius, the Sisterhood of Karn. Yes, it was. Good point. I knew I was thinking that I saw them before somewhere. Although, wouldn't that woman have almost passed for an old version of Ramana? I could see that. But yeah, your theory makes sense. That makes sense of how, why they would do it that way. Because he was still on the ship. He didn't, like, burn up in the atmosphere. Take note, Russell T. Davis. The 50th anniversary of my Stephen Moffat, that's how you write a finale. <laughs> Agreed. First off, he tied up a lot of RTD's loose ends. Mm-hmm. And his own. So, I'm really hopeful, though, that the Christmas special will explain why the TARDIS is exploding. I'm really hopeful the Christmas special shows me some some more, like, like give me at least 20 minutes of Capaldi. Just 20. I don't know if you'll get your wish or not. Because it's going to be Matt Smith's big send-off. Well, God's not going to give me that wish because I already got my wish for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm waiting to fall. Well, they said it's going to be more, more episodes next year, though. 16, I think. Oh, wow. So I don't think it's going to... I think it'll be midsummer or something, because otherwise it's just going to run into... That would be nice, but... Although last time they said, like, fall with... Uh, maybe it was the last season with Amy and Rory. Did they say fall? And then it really came back in, like... It was, like, August. August. Oh, so yeah, I mean, October's fall. I mean, so... So I'm hoping they mean fall, like, August fall. Which is not really fall. I hated seeing Rory go. And sad because you would have thought that... I, I mean, personally, I would have thought I would have hated seeing Amy go because 
I kind of was crushing on Amy, and she's I like red hair. She had red hair, and you know, but she, her attitude towards the end of it was I just didn't like it. I didn't like her personality. Rory, I thought was becoming great, and he just and he's such a good actor, and they don't give him shit. Mm-hmm. He was in a show with David Tennant on uh, Broad Church. Yeah, and he was excellent in the parts I saw of it. I I didn't watch the whole show because it's you know kind of long, but he what I saw of him, he was great, and Tennant was great. I mean. Doctor Who has had some good actors, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're just so underutilized. John Hurt, though, I would love I would love to watch him again. Oh, there was part of me that almost didn't want him to regenerate and just go. Could you give us like a little season of his? Give him a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the Adventures of the War Doctor now. Yeah. Or, or I loved how he was. Well, there's nothing to say. Reactions that... about how. Child like David and Matt both were compared to him. Well, and that, was... that, that harkens back to the three doctors, though, also, because that's how mm-hmm. Hartnell was. Hartnell was very critical of the dandy and the clown. Mm-hmm. And it was almost the same thing because you had the hip, cool David Tennant, who would be the dandy mm-hmm. in old terms, and then you had Matt Smith, who clown. acted like the intergalactic hobo. I mean, he dressed better, mm-hmm. but. That he's more the clown. It was it, it was very three doctor esque yeah. to me, and it was the good points about that episode that were, they they t- they played off on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I really, I agree. I, I like that. I, I like how really though, for most of it, yes, he pointed out that Matt Smith and David Tennant were both more childish than him, but Matt Smith was really made out to be more the child of the group. Because yes. even even by Tennant, there were plenty of times where. You know, when Tennant confronted him about how do you how did you forget that number? Like that look on Tennant's face is what you I miss about his years. You know, like it when David Tennant turns on that seriousness and that like that almost anger at somebody, it's so much different than the way Matt Smith looks. But it yeah, I just I, I just loved how, you know, he's like didn't you ever count? Didn't you ever this? And Matt Smith's like, "No, I forgot. I don't remember. It's been 400 years." And then David Tennant just rattles the number off and just turns and, like, confronts him. But I thought it was great. I thought that whole scene was great. All three of them. I think all three of them played really well off each other, too. I don't think there was anything I didn't like. There's nothing in this episode I could say that I really didn't like other than, oh, the desktop's glitching. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I mean, there's some things that, like I said, when watching it, I'm going, like, how are we explaining that he seemingly went back to being Tom Baker and but I'm like I don't care I don't think there was a little part of my brain that's going like this doesn't completely make sense I'm like but I don't care I think it was just done in as a riddle and I don't think it was necessarily meant to be he he went back to being Tom Baker I think Tom Baker was meant to be a kooky old man who said this could be you one day not thinking you know that you know, I mean, not saying that this is really you, but he did kind of say a few it. Yeah, old favorite. So I don't in know. Terms of faces, so <sighs> I don't know. But but, I, but that, that could have just been that could have been just a throwaway line because he's in it. Well, we're revisiting the old face of him. Well, he, that's I said. That's why I'm not like I may be stuck on the fact that Stephen Moffat still hasn't explained why the TARDIS is exploding. Mm-hmm. But explaining why Tom Baker was there isn't something that I'm like, he has to explain this. I'm like, I don't care. No, it's fine with me. It's yeah. completely fine with me. I, I was just happy to see him. It, it doesn't have to make sense. 
completely. It worked in the story. He doesn't have to explain that in a further episode and show why Tom... Ba I don't care. <laughs> I just was happy he was there. Uh, yeah, I was too. Um, now, on to some other of the special material. Peter Davidson's The Five-ish Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Because mm -hmm. it's really funny. Basically, it shows cuts between Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy constantly checking voicemail, <laughs> asking people. I think Davison calls Moffat's office. He's like, why do you want to leave my phone well, they, number? They all call because then they're, he's going like, which one is it this time? Yes, yes. And they're like. Because they want, to, they want to be in it. And they're all like, hey, you know, if you want me for the 50th, I'm available. And I, I, I love McCoy. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm filming this movie called The Hobbit. It's kind of a big production. <laughs> But if you can, you know, if you need me, I think I could find time to work you in. And, um, and he wears that Hobbit t-shirt throughout the whole <laughs> beginning. So, so they're filming it, and uh, it cuts between them. And then I don't remember, I, I didn't, I got to watch it again, because I was watching it kind of like on my lunch break, and I had people talking to me at work, so I didn't really see it straight through. But um, they all decide, okay, we're going to put ourselves in the special. We're mm -hmm. going to sneak in, and we're going to find a way to, you know, whatever. So they're walking through all the sets and they see the new TARDIS and again, they're like, I don't like it. It's too dark. And Colin Baker's trying to see the controls. Like, mm -hmm. I can't see what I'm doing here. What happened to the well-lit open-air TARDIS we had? Well, I like when they <laughs> all go into the TARDIS at the Doctor Who experience yes. and they're like, this isn't the real TARDIS. Like, yeah. like they thought, like Peter Davis and thought they were getting into the TARDIS and they'd use the TARDIS to get in or something like this isn't the real TARDIS it's just a yep so then they're all just huddled in a little <laughs> box I saw that uh, they Did grabbed the, they like... grabbed their jackets mm -hmm. right oh. and it, the funniest part to me is how they're dressed because Davison is wearing a t-shirt yeah that looks like his uh, his outfit which with I the think was jacket over it with the jacket over it so then they're running around they they lock the um uh, who does the voice of the Daleks? And, uh, Nick Briggs. They lock Nick Briggs and the other guys in the room, and they take the place of the Daleks, of them and the Daleks. <laughs> and then they get out of it, and they're like, wait, what's... They, they wanted, they're like, oh, well, we had you for the whole day. You're supposed to be the Zygons, too. And <laughs> Sylvester McCoy's like, what's a Zygon? Because <laughs> they're only <laughs> in the one episode. But they're being kind of chased by security in a Scooby-Doo-esque Scooby kind of way. And they manage to yes. sneak into the studio because of the help of david tennant yes propping up propping the, the door, door open. with a fire extinguisher <laughs> so they're being chased by security and they get to this gate that's their way out but it's locked mm. and then this guy goes hey i need to talk to you guys and they turn around and you thought they're busted next scene is they're signing autographs mm. for him mm -hmm. he's like oh it's been such an honor because the report was there's three weirdly dressed mm -hmm. men running around but since it's a Doctor Who shoot and they're the classic doctors, he's like, eh, these must not be them. Can I have my, can I have my signatures? <laughs> so, oh, it's just hilarious. So, at the end, at, not at the end, but you, you see um, Moffat editing the footage with uh, the video editor. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, we could probably get rid of that Dalek part. We don't need <laughs> it. And you're like, oh, they did all that work to sneak into the special and they're not in it. And then Moffat turns around, and he either leaves or turns around, mm -hmm. and the guy's watching it, and he watches as they're made into the Zygons that take the place of the statues. Mm -hmm. So he tell, he doesn't say that to Moffat. He's like, no, no, it looks good. We can use mm -hmm. this. Which now, they obviously were at the right sets, and they were obviously at the studio that everything was filmed at. Could they possibly have actually been 
the statues. I, I mean, you could Moffat would do something like that, and <laughs> those three would do something like that also. But that would I mean, be not a sneaking long in, time. not sneaking yeah. into it. But well, look, they, I mean, it looked, like David, it looked like David. It looked like Davidson had been shooting that whole thing for a while too, though. It doesn't look like that was like a quick put together. I mean, it looked like it had mm-hmm. probably been going on since they started filming the fiftieth. Because and, and I mean, it, if you thought that Davison and Baker and McCoy were disgruntled and unhappy. Mm-hmm. I don't think so because they filmed no. this and they had the full support. I mean, Moffitt's and Russell Davis is he leaves he leaves Davis in like a twenty minute like voicemail <laughs> yeah. about why he wants to help write it. It's just they have every person. I mean, Baker, Colin Baker's kids are in it. They, uh, Davison's daughters in it. Mm-hmm. I his, mean, it just his two boys are also in it. And then yeah, had, his boys are in it. And then you have um, Tennant and Matt Smith and. Uh, like you said, John Nicholas Barrowman. Briggs and John Barrowman, and I mean the entire and Pertwee's. Oh, Pertwee's, Pertwee's son was. I think yeah. Sean Pertwee was in it too. His son, yes. his son and grandson. I mean, they they knew they probably well, and all those companions because in yeah. his dream, those are all different companions floating around. Oh, in his and then head. Janet Fielding wakes him up in his head, and Adric gets they don't, blown up. They don't want you. <laughs> so I mean, it was it was great and. It it shows that they probably wanted a piece of it, but they knew that it, they just wouldn't fit in, you know. But you have to wonder if maybe, just maybe, they <laughs> were they were underneath those. I hope so. I mean, you never know. I mean, it would it would be a very neat nod to it because they wouldn't have to be in the whole scene. Because in the first scene where you first see them. When Matt Smith bends down, that's only a couple seconds, and then the camera cuts and moves. So they could have filmed that short scene with mm-hmm. them there, which is what you saw on his thing, and then replaced them with whatever. But they obviously were on set during filming, mm-hmm. you know, or at least in that during the process. Maybe not while they were live filming, but still. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because yeah, because they were there when Matt Smith was. Unless they filmed like, see, that's the thing. Would they have filmed that segment with Matt Smith doing it with them there as like the little joke thing, and then refilmed it? Probably not. I wouldn't think. Who knows? I'm going to hope in my heart that they were there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, Ian McCullen and Oh, and it's Peter, right. Jackson, Peter Jackson was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm working on this little film called The Hobbit. <laughs> or I'm working on this film called The Hobbit. It's kind of a big deal with a big name director. But if well, you I need like, me, I could break away. Well, I like when he acts like... <laughs> We have to sit around because inspiration may strike Peter Jackson at any moment. So there's a lot of just sitting around in my trailer. <laughs> waiting for inspiration. Yeah, I uh I I really uh enjoyed that a lot. I mean, everything for I I, I have not watched Adventure in Space and Time yet. So I'm going to let you two talk about that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, it was a good history lesson if you, for those who want to know how Doctor Who came about. It looked so. like it was extremely well. First off, did anybody else notice how much night this looked like a movie? Mm-hmm. It did. And from what I saw of Adventures in Space and Time, I mean, the, they, they put some real effort into the, the 50. I mean, complain all you want about whatever, but all the stuff surrounding the 50th, the Doctors Revisited, you know, everything they did pretty impressive mm-hmm. yeah that was well I was thinking about how they were talking about they didn't have the budget when they were filming the doctor's wife to build 
like another like an older control room right and yet adventure in space and time there they were recreating the (laughs) they just took it out of storage (laughs) i was like oh they got the budget for the 50th to build a whole flashback to the past in a tardis console room and well i mean yeah you're also talking about the 50th anniversary yeah i mean two years two years after that i think they knew that this was going to happen this had been in the works long before their, the doctor's wife. There's no way that they were. Gonna... I mean, I, I think they knew they were gonna do. They wanted to do that the docudrama, and I think they knew that they wanted to give you more than an. I like. I knew it was gonna be more than a 45 minute episode. When everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, it's all, like, come on, they're not that stupid." Even the five doctors was like two and a half hours. I think it was an hour and a half. Hour and a half, two, two hours, mm-hmm. thirty minutes each piece. Because I think they're like, well, they're like ninety-seven minutes or something when you add them up. They're like, because they're all like okay, twenty-five minutes. Okay, so just shy, so just shy each, at so. two hours. I mean, but still, I mean, you knew they were going to give you a D. De- I mean, it, you knew it wasn't going to just be forty minutes. Yeah. And it well, shows that, that if, been... it, and it shows if they have the time, they can write a story that has that works well, mm-hmm. like consistently. Yeah. Yeah, there weren't a lot of. The only loose ends on this were things that you, I'm assuming will be picked up to... Where is Gallifrey? That's going to be, I'm assuming, a major theme in the next season. I hope so. I want to see that be a major theme in the next season. I think it'd be a great mm-hmm. idea. So what else was... Uh, so how was Adventure in Space and Time? I mean, we both said good, but let's hear like a little, you know... I mean, because we met Verity. We, we met all the people who were a part of it. And I don't remember anything else because it's been such a Doctor Who weekend. <laughs> For like, I saw the most Doctor Who. Yeah. And then I used, and then I've seen in the past. So. Mhm. Yeah, I thought they did a lot of good showing the whole. I mean, they had to gloss over a lot because they're covering four years of time (laughs) so there's some parts I was like oh they just kind of skip ahead a little bit but I mean I thought they did a good job I mean the end I think made me cry but looking at Hartnell having to go that made me sadder than David Tennant leaving but (laughs) and I knew he had to leave I knew the story (laughs) I knew when he left but still I, I thought the end, the ending of it was kind of a tearjerker, and then when he looks over and I guess I should say that that this is a big spoiler that Matt Smith was there at the end. Wasn't expecting that, and I liked that touch. And I don't. Okay, yeah, I I thought it was good. I I thought it was. A good tribute and yeah I thought I mean I said they had to gloss over a lot of stuff to cover it all but <laughs> you have to do that you can't make your docudrama three years long so I mean I guess that's kind of it right I mean yeah anything else to add uh, I, I think we've covered most of the 50th celebration weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of the many parts. I believe so. 
And uh, for one of the rare times, we're all in agreement again that it was good. <laughs> Tis good. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for joining us on episode 23-ish. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some surprises for you <laughs> in the next uh, few episodes. At least the next one or two. Because we've been granted interviews at Chicago TARDIS <laughs> with some of the stars. Yay. So... Stay tuned for who, because I don't want to jinx it, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But e- either way, we're gonna have some special, some special guests, which would be cool, and um, probably see if maybe we can get Amanda on the show again. See what she thinks about the fiftieth. She's more of an old school fan. Mm-hmm. I'm curious and scared at the same time as what of, of what she would think. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna see Sarah this weekend. Oh yeah, she's gonna be there couple other podcasters that have contacted us that we talked to are going to be there. So it should be an interesting, uh, well, for me, Saturday, because I'm only going to be there one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, we'll let you know how it all goes, and we'll post everything, and we'll see if I'm in the mood to take pictures. I have problems taking pictures of people. I have problems approaching them and being like, hey, can I get a photo of you guys? I just feel creepy. Mm-hmm. But now with the business cards, I can say, hey, we have a podcast and stuff, and you know, I'd like to take a picture of you for the website. Here's the card. <laughs> Anyways, we'll... we'll uh, we don't want to go. We don't want to no, go. We don't. We'll, t- we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Well, we'll probably see some of you at Chicago TARDIS, only we don't know if you recognize us. If you do, if you recognize us, come up and say hi. <laughs> it's always nice to meet fans. Yes. Yes. So. I want Can fans. Can Facebook message us if you meet them? Uh, yeah. And if you don't follow us on Facebook already, please follow us. Or Twitter. Or Twitter. Or the website. I think you can subscribe to e- by email. But it's there, too. It's where we host everything. So, all right. Take care. And Hi. I don't want to go. 